Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We would not be here without you, obviously. So uh, happy Mother's Day. And uh, yeah, lots of lots of great things to do outside with your mother today. Get you out, know, do a little gardening, maybe do that back-breaking part for her. Do all the heavy lifting and uh, let her do the fun stuff. Enjoy the plant the flowers and all that other good stuff. And speaking of a mum, I have Jen on the line with me here. Good morning, Jen. Hey, Marilla. Good morning. I am a mom. Yeah, today's a, a good Mother's day. day. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, your lovely daughters and your son, they they adorn the, the garden center every so often. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you, have your, you, have, you have your son actually dishing out some ice cream cones. Absolutely. The, yeah, he's yeah. the... He's the two, tw- 2022 Scoop It Up Man of the Year. Love that. So, yeah. <laughs> That's super cool. And it's exciting to have that open again, too. It's very exciting. Absolutely. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, our bistro's open with uh, mm-hmm. we ice cream and hot dogs and some pop. And and uh, we have the really nice um, Foothills Creamery ice cream. So it's, it's good quality ice cream. Oh, it's, it's excellent. Nice. Yeah, it's excellent. I I am a big fan myself. <laughs> I know uh, they were doing some photos for the for uh, social media, and Luke, he ended up having to eat like three or four ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell me that, did he? Oh, that's well, yeah, awesome. Well, he had to make him look really nice, right? That he Poor said guy. they're holding this thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. What am I going to do with it? Well, Poor guy. Might, yeah. Might as well eat it. Yeah. Well, no and wonder we he black... was so happy after his shift. Absolutely, we got black licorice too, which is yeah. my favorite. So, yeah, no, it's awesome and a great place to sit too outside there. Yeah, little picnic, little table, picnic table, out there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, Super cool. and lots of plants have arrived. Uh, annual section. We pretty much got everything in, but this coming week we'll be filling the right to the rafters, and uh, yeah. so. <laughs> Merle, it scares me when you talk like that, but it's true, well, and it's yeah. it's yeah, we're we're definitely getting there. It's um. As soon as things are available, too, from the suppliers, I don't know if you want to explain or um, a lot of times product just isn't ready depending on what the plant is, um, and yep. so it doesn't become available to us, and then so I can't order it in, but um, we're definitely, we've got eyeballs for certain plants that we will be bringing in for sure. Yeah, and, and people, whenever you're, whatever, in all the garden center, like, we get stuff all the time. Like, we're getting, just if you didn't see it today, chances are we're going to have it mm-hmm. tomorrow or the next. We have trucks arriving all the time. And because we do stage our shipments, we don't get all of our labelia in one day or whatever, right? We get yeah. we stage it out throughout the next six to eight weeks to ensure that we have a good steady supply all the way through. Yeah. Um. So, and we do have the the millionaire in. People always look we for do. the for the hummingbird yeah. plant that I call it, the cigar plant, the hummingbird. It uh, it it is in. And, it is. Uh, it is in four inch pots, and they're nice. They're really nice. Um, yeah, and people have been scoping Eucalyptus those out will be sure. in next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of wave petunias, dracaenas, begonias, hanging baskets. Shade, um, sun, trailers, um, porch pots. <laughs> lots of veggies. Um, veggies, herbs, tomatoes, all the tomatoes. The hanging baskets this year are out of hand of the tomato. Did you see them, the yeah, tomato they look, hanging baskets? they look really good. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah, so those it makes it very jungly in there, having those and inside. Eighty percent of our 
product is grown here in Alberta too. So mm-hmm. we do try to support local growers that work with us. And we spend a lot of time with them in the fall, winter, um, discussing our growing needs. And we, we plan our crops with our growers. So For sure. um, we're, we're proud to say that we're, we're working with Alberta growers. And, uh, and that helps keep the cost down. Um, with everybody knows those poor truckers, the amount they're having to pay for a yeah. liter of diesel is it's unbearable. And then Trudeau flies over on a plane by himself to to, to Ukraine for a photo op. Like what a clown! Sorry, I shouldn't talk like that. But so it, plants, it, it, yeah, plants. Yes, yeah. back to plants. All the <laughs> yeah, plants. Just, yeah, absolutely beautiful plants we got going, and uh, and and it is important for to get out. And and do your planting. It's a little bit early for some stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Um, begonias, impatience. Be careful putting them outside, as it's uh, it's a little bit frosty Tuesday. They're saying maybe minus one. I and, know. Uh, yeah. So, so get your frost blankets out if you do have some stuff out. You might want to use that. You might have to use it. Unfortunately, just be um, ready, right? Yeah, yeah. Be prepared. Don't, yeah, don't run around at, at eleven at night taking sheets off the bed. And uh, <laughs> don't worry, honey. I did these for the petunias. Yeah, plants yeah. first. Plants first. Yeah. We get priorities here. So yeah, so no, get your frost true. blanket out ahead of time, so you so that we are not taking the sheets. Don't use plastic. If you no. do have to use sheets or something, that that does work. If you have some old bed sheets or something, the lighter ones do work well. Just avoid the plastic because if you put the plastic right on, um, right onto your plants it, it it conducts the cold into it so you don't want to use plastic um so the no. cloth and that definitely works better what about um but, what about perennials merle unbelievable i was uh, uh terry did an awesome job um mm-hmm. getting in his first selection of perennials holy got, smoke we got it in we think we got four suppliers in um which was great and it looks like mid-season i i was actually very impressed i Went in there a few times throughout the day. Yeah, we have young Owen in there. He's been yep. with us for a couple of years. He's been promoted up to the to the perennial house and Terry's crew there. So we have a, a great young gentleman and uh, and some other ladies in there, obviously, that are all working hard and getting mm-hmm. all the perennials out. But same with that. In the trees and shrubs, we got a small selection of each in early, and that's sort of what we try to do um, to fill our tree lot because it takes about six semis to totally fill our tree lot right up. Right. So our, we've had wow. two semis in so far. And so we get five, 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 and try and spread out our selection and, and try to bring in the hardier stuff. We've held mm-hmm. off a bit on the Annabelle hydrangeas, the quick fire, because they're not looking great yet anyways. Like they're still slower at the nursery. So they'll right. be in in the next week or so. Um, so we, like I said, we're, we're going hard, but the season is behind because typically this time of year, um, a lot of the trees are fully leafed out and blooming like a lot of the crab apples and things mm-hmm. like that. But this year, this year we're definitely behind a little bit. I mean, you can um, tell looking around, it, right? Nature knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Um, but that, that's good though. It's kind of easing into it. Um, it doesn't push things too much. So a lot of our our fruit-bearing trees have a lot better chance this year of, of producing really good fruit because the awesome. frost will be later. And so when they bloom, they're going to get pollinated and there will be a lot less chance of a late frost because the later mm-hmm. on we get in the season. So <laughs> that's a good thing. 
Yeah, and that is a good thing. That's super exciting, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was just thinking back, and then obviously we uh, we have uh, this prepping your soil, so we have all the soil amendments mm-hmm. and all that stuff, um, and sea soil and the bags of compost, and I know that was stuff was going out crazy yesterday. So it's a great day at the garden center. Thanks for everybody oh. who came out and said hi it's- and. It was fun. You know, we're seeing our regulars again. You know, I know the season's here. When Did I mention that yeah. last weekend? Maybe I'm repeating myself, but that's the fun part for me. Is, uh, yeah, I did mention that last weekend. So seeing the regulars come in and uh, get their stuff done and, and some new people, too, you know, new to the garden scene. They're not sure what to plant, and so they're asking a bunch of questions, which is awesome. We love helping out with that, colors and, and sizes and, and such. Yeah, and uh, check out the Scape It Up. The landscape crew built a beautiful outdoor deck and display mm-hmm. so you can see all the pavers and a nice composite deck. So Wood pretty. pergola. Yeah, and we're gonna, so we're gonna have that. Yeah, we're going to decorate that up like a backyard, so we're going to have that planted, and, and it's going to be a retail display and be planted, and we're going to have nice pots okay. and everything set up on there. So just help people out with that. And, uh, yeah, we're sort of... As as our ads say, and I don't want to sound like an infomercial, but we got you covered when it comes to your garden. <laughs> Holy cow! We're, we're, oh, it's yeah. true. It's true. There's so much. There's so much here from fertilizer, the, the lawn fertilizer, the, you know, anyway, all the way across the board. Absolutely. And we, mm-hmm. It was. It's funny though. Like I was in Kelowna a couple of weeks ago, um, just looking at some plants and different things with our growers again, and then it's just me. I come back and. It's still snow, like it's cold, like in Calgary a couple of weeks ago, and then yeah. all of a sudden we go from zero to like springtime. <laughs> it's, to sunburn, it, yeah. That's how it goes, though, in Calgary. So it, it, it's going to be a fun season, and and oh, uh, it yeah. will be. It's going to be so fun, Merle. We're really excited. The, the crew is awesome. I can speak for the annuals and perennials, and I've seen some of the tree lot as well. They're they're all stoked, and we have a really strong team, just eager to help out. And uh, just a reminder, they're still learning, too. Most of them, they're still figuring out where and what, um, but they're super stoked, and, and uh, they're going to answer the questions as best I, as, I, or they'll I, find it. I love that when you say that, though, because it just reminds me when Derek, my son, was working on Bag Row, and yeah. <laughs> 14 or 15, and yeah. uh, loading up cars, and people would be flipping out their iPhones and say, Hey, what's wrong with my tree? And you'd be like, uh, Hey, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but they could soon put a spruce shirt on your uh, horticulturist, right? So you guys yeah. remember that when you are at the garden center, and thank you so much for your patience with our, with our mm-hmm. team down there. Um, we do have lots of qualified and horticulturists on staff, but a lot of the seasonal people are just coming in learning. And we're all going through that same challenge of um, hiring people. You hear it on the news every day, logistics. Um, mm-hmm. So we're getting product in. And and some of the costs have gone up. We're really trying to, to curve that as best we can. Um, but uh, we're, we're all seeing it. it it's, a, it's a crazy world out there right now. So we're we're trying to do what we can to, to keep you guys going. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's uh, again. That's why we do the local, and it was good when the Eagle Lake guy was on last week, talking or two weeks ago, talking about the big yellow bags, like to to keep their cost down, their logistics, sure. loading yeah. the trucks, and maybe not as many delivery days, but they're doing it more a one time thing because it, it is hard as a as a smaller business. So again, thanks for supporting your your local garden centers. Yeah. And, uh, not just boost it up, all of us around town here. So mm-hmm. thank you, thank you so much, and uh, we all depend on it because we're here year round for you. 
And uh, yeah, but we better get to, let's talk some gardening. And <laughs> I'm going to open the phone lines. And uh, uh, if you want to join, 403-974-8255. And out of town, 1-800-563-7770. Those are both the talk and text. And I got a local new company. They're going to come on and tell us they have another way of growing um, to how to create a little three by six foot garden. So we got the founders oh. of Doug Gardens, and they're going to uh, call in Doug just after Garden? this break. Is yeah, that what you said? that's yeah. a really cute name. Yeah, Doug, the easy it. growing garden. So yeah. yeah, but it's spelled like Doug, like like the name Doug. But yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so yeah, and it's a it's a local guy, so uh, a family starting something. So we're going to oh. see they're going to so another. They have another method of growing that they're going to share with us, and there, there's lots of methods of growing, so and lots of different ways of doing it. So these guys are going to cool. share us a, a new way that they've come up with um, hmm. to to grow in some smaller spaces, and I'm sure it can be expanded into larger. But we'll find out a little bit more from them, the good folks here at Doug. Good and, idea. Uh, we'll go. Yeah. So, anyways, thanks, Jen, for joining thanks, me this morning well, on the Rambling On Show here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Merle. I apologize for that. Anyways, um, yeah, we got to take a break. When we get back, we'll hit the phone lines, and we'll do some Let's Talk Gardening right here on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. Hi. Good morning, Moral. Um, Good morning. Yeah. Uh, um, there's some uh, fibrous material you can put in pots to hold the moisture. I'm not sure what it's called. Cocoa moss. Okay. Um, now, when you line the pot with that, do you have to put... Um, Potting soil as well, or just use the, the material? No, yeah, you mix it in with your potting soil. It just adds a bit more absorbency. Or you can just do a pretty heavy layer of that right on the bottom. If you want to do like one-third straight cocoa moss on the bottom, you right. can do but that you don't, as well. Would you need to put potting soil in with it to keep the plants in yeah. place or not? Yeah, yes, over top. It, it, it could be. You could pot right into it, but it's just it is nicer if you mix in some potting soil. Okay. It's sort of yeah, it's a it's a what I call a replacement for peat moss. Yeah, but it's it a holds lot, the moisture too, doesn't it? Like yeah, to, and it's a lot more coarse, like it uh, breaks down a lot slower than than peat moss. So if you put a like a layer of it on the bottom third of your pot, it'll right. hold the moisture in a lot more for you. Okay, sounds good then, Well, Thank you so All much. Right. Thanks, Sylvia. Thanks Thank for Thank you. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to go to uh, Morgan. Good morning, Morgan. Hi. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Hi. How are you? Good, good. How are you? How can I help? Good. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Yes, um, of course, so, to all the mums out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my wife and I, were, uh, we just have kind of a first yard now, and we're wanting to do a um, uh, like box garden uh, raised beds and my my biggest question is like how tall like how deep do they really need to be well Where's- a lot of that depends on what you want to grow morgan like if you if you're looking to do some more of the deeper root crops 
um, you need to go a little deeper. You need to go, are you going to have these right into the ground or raised off the ground? Um, well, I, I'm open to anything really. Like I was thinking of just kind of putting them, uh, just resting on top of, uh, of the ground, but I guess yeah. we could also like dig into. Yeah. Yeah. I would just, if you're going right on top of the ground, um, really you only need to be six to, um, 12 inches deep really at the most, because then you can also use the ground that's below it, right? The raising up just makes it a little bit easier to amend the soil and do things oh, okay. like that. Okay. So, okay, so and, and make sure you use cedar or if you do use a pressure treated or some of the composite decking, just make sure it's the one without the preservatives in it. Most of the pressure treated wood is that. Just make sure it's food safe, like whatever you're buying your wood. Right. Like kind and of the redder to, looking, not the greener. <laughs> yeah, like and just check. Like they yeah, they most of it is that new brown pressure treated. But just make sure, depends what supplier, and I think they're all on board with the food safe, but just make sure that it's not no uh carcinogenic or some sort of um preservative right. that they used um to to cause any harm. That used to be the problem with the pressure treated. But I okay. I'm almost pretty sure and I haven't totally done all my due diligence to check it out for everybody but i would just just ask the question and the guys at the lumber place will know for sure, sure. um and okay. then um i would but below it like in the existing ground make sure you have a good sort of five six inches of good existing loam as well okay and like, uh, okay yeah and then how many of these beds are you going to do um well we have one that's kind of designated for flowers is about uh, like two by eight feet long. And then uh, just our other side is going to be more for the food, like the garden. So we're yeah. thinking at least probably like, you know, three. So <laughs> as much yeah. as our yard can, can take, I guess. Uh, oh, nice. Nice. Well, you know what? And you're just starting out, new homeowner. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to get you a big yellow bag from our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. So, Morgan, when you do the hard work of building those boxes, uh, our good friends at the Big Yellow Bag at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply are going to deliver a bag right to your house. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm always looking to, if I can help out a new gardener, and all gardeners, obviously, if I wish I could give everyone <laughs> one, but um, today you are the lucky winner of our Big Yellow Bag from our friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. That's so. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so just, and whenever I grow some, grow stuff you like too, like like to start off, and don't go too crazy. Like just start off, like maybe start with four boxes or something. Okay. Get the workload, sort of see, make sure you enjoy it, and get going, because otherwise, it, if it ends up being a, a, a task where you just hate going out there and it looks like a mess, then you're going to, you won't like gardening, right? We want to get right. into gardening, we want you to like gardening. So just start out a little bit slower, work your way in. And, uh, yeah, and you can grow lots of veggies in pots, too, like just even on the balcony, like tomatoes and that love grown in pots. So don't okay. waste your space necessary on those boxes in the ground. Like use a lot of those for your root crops, your lettuces and stuff like that. But tomatoes and your peppers and a lot of that stuff grow in pots up on the deck in different places if you have lots of sun. And it's also really good for kids because it gets them eating them because they can they'll see the tomatoes and they'll pick a tomato and it gets them loving that kind of stuff early on. So that's perfect, and then they can weed later. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So that's sort of like your cool crops, like your 
carrots, potatoes, all that other stuff, lettuce, they prefer to grow on the ground where the soil won't get as hot. But a lot of those upper ones, like the peppers, tomatoes, they like the warm soil in pots, so they'll do better that way. So, okay. all right. All right, okay. I got to go, Morgan. So I'm going to put you on hold. Liam's going to take your name and number. We'll get that big yellow bag right off to your house. Awesome. Okay, thank you very much again. Awesome. All right. I got to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to bring on the line. We got Lee and Stephanie, and they are from Doug, the <laughs> the easy easy garden. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you guys. Earl, how are you? I'm doing good. You know, like uh, it's Mother's Day, and uh, sun is shining, sort of. It's trying. It's gardening season. Absolutely. And, it feels like spring out here today. It's beautiful. Yeah, so, so I'm loving that. So um, I've heard a little bit about you guys, and I've looked on your website and uh, at growdug.ca. So maybe if you, if you guys want to give us a little bit of a, a rundown how you ended up. Uh, you started, uh, it's sort of like a subscription, like, uh, like a HelloFresh or some of those meal kits, but this is for your soil. Yeah, so good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy Mother's good, Day. Good, So we actually started this business, and it's focused on soil health. So that is the foundation great. of the business. So it's an ongoing subscription where every fall we send out a high-content organic compost for our customers to amend their beds with. And in the spring, <clears throat> compost and garden soil blends to plant into and straw pellet mulch to protect their garden soil. So it's about armoring and feeding the soil ecosystem and focused around no dig. So we nice. well, encourage That's always customers. a good thing, right? Like people yeah. hear that and uh, <laughs> I'm always a bit about the procrastination gardening once in a while. So, And it, that's the whole kind of uh, purpose around it. When we moved to our family farm during COVID and uh, Stephanie had asked, that we put a garden in and I was always the guy that wanted to cement the backyard and I, I would no no desire to garden. <laughs> uh, so when she uh, politely asked me to put a garden in uh, slash told me, um, I, I tried to find the easiest possible way to do it. So we found this layered approach where you simply lay cardboard down and then layer straw, compost, soil, compost, and then you plant into it and then you mulch over top of it. And we obviously put in way too big of a garden because we grew around 2,000 pounds of food completely by accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was fantastic, and it actually changed the path of my life, uh, so much so that I'm now a horticulture student at Olds College, uh, just learning as much as I possibly can about growing. Awesome. And and that's sort of like when I, when I had that earlier caller, um, call in Morgan, right? New young guy, young family, just starting out, just got a house, looking to start his beds, right? And That's I guess right. I and I see people come in the garden center and they'll have like thirty five packs of seeds or fifty packs, and I'm gonna grow. I'm just start. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. A lot of times, like, let's let's just get like five or ten packs or something like this. That's start to get your get your success 
and and then fall fall in love with gardening, and then you can grow it. But you, you jumped in with two feet and still fell in love. So there goes my theory. So- no, it is, that's the truth. So at, at Doug Gardens at GrowDog.ca, we have two, uh, you know, we have our subscription, but we also have Doug the Complete Kit and then another thing that we call Doug Without Borders. And Doug the Complete Kit is, is specifically built around that customer that has really wanted to get into gardening, has really no idea where to start. Yep. And we provide the complete kit, including the cedar raised bed uh, and all of the soil and compost, um, the, the mulch layer and the straw layer, and the drip irrigation system with a timer that will allow that person to simply set up their garden in 20 minutes or less and get growing. Um, and to the point where everything is has its own purpose, the box that the soil is delivered in is the first layer of your garden. So it helps to solarize the grass underneath. Yep. And and so it works phenomenally well um, for someone that just wants to, you know, dip their toe in and just see if they like it and, and also show their kids how they can grow carrots and, and understand where it all comes from. No, and you can expand it and start with your one Doug, get two Doug, three Doug, four Doug, five Doug, and before exactly, you know it. <laughs> they can all, we've designed it so they can all be linked together on one timer. We're just trying to make it super convenient and easy for people while still having some a little bit of education and support around maintaining that soil ecosystem. No. And I, and, I, and I totally agree, and I we talked about that on the show a lot. I tell people all the time, like, it starts in the soil, like get good, get good, healthy soil, amending exactly. your soil with good products. And if you have start with good soil, your plants are going to reward you with, with good stuff up top. So um, one, one, one thing that I, I uh, came to a realization one time during a class at school is that we as humans, we always think that we grow vegetables, but we don't. We, we plant seeds in the soil and the soil grows our vegetables. So we have to feed <laughs> the soil appropriately. Yep. And that, and that is, something that's really changed my life uh, and how I think about things. Um, and it's really, it's been really a, a game changer for myself and our family and, and how we grow things. Well, and that's the one only good, like there's a couple other things that maybe come out of COVID and you always try to get a positive anything. I, I definitely see the demographics of the families coming into the garden centers Um growing and wanting to grow a little bit of food with their kids and their family getting into some flowers and and it was kind of forced upon us a bit but it and it's it's a trend that's not just come and gone um with covid right like like some of the other things that we're glad that are gone but yeah, the gardening and some of these family things i think are really taking in look you guys started a company because of covid and and you learned gardening and and you got something and I, I love what you guys got going. It it sounds like a great system. So so if people want to order online, they can go to the Doug No, it's GrowDoug.ca uh, and it's G R O W D O U G. Um, Doug is the garden that's already dug. Uh, okay. You don't have to do any digging with this garden. So it's not um, the D-U-G, it's D-O-U-G. Yes, that's correct. It's <laughs> D-O-U-G. So it allows us to anthropomorphize our garden and grow with Doug and feed Doug, and we're going to go hang out with Doug. <laughs> and it allows us to have something in our backyard that's essentially, you know, remember the pet rock? Well, now we have a yep. pet garden, and we can grow and have a, you know, hang out with him. 
Yep, no, and I like that you included a drip system, so it's going to be efficient watering, and I push that a lot. I talk about people that slower, deep watering, getting the water deep into the soil a bit more, and with that drip irrigation, you're not going to be wasting your water. You're going to get that down into your soil, which is, is really important for, for growing those veggies. Yeah, and the other part, too, is the mulch that we found to be such a such a game changer is that we use straw pellets in our in our um, garden systems, and what they do is when they expand, they expand out and create this kind of golden armor on the top of your soil, and that yep. does a number of things. Um, it, it really keeps your soil cool when it's hot out or warm when it's cold out, um, but it also just becomes... Uh, uh, organic matter into your soil system at the end of the year. So instead of having to dig it in or move it out of the way, when you get your soil health subscription in the fall, you simply lay the compost right over top. And it so you don't you don't turn it over. You just lay it right on top. Right on top. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just. We're okay. just trying no, that's, to mimic I was just about, I was just about to. Yeah, I was just about to ask that um, on how you do it. So that that's great. So you just layer it over top. And then the nutrients just sort of work their way down through yeah. the layers, and as they decompose, nice. That's correct. So it's all it's all no dig. That's the whole kind of purpose. It's the easiest, most convenient way to garden, and all we're doing is mimicking Mother Nature and how her leaves fall in the fall, and they they're not mixed into the ground, and somehow it works to build a beautiful and uh, coherent soil layer inside the forest. So we're doing the exact same thing. How do we know what the best um, idea is for that soil to be mixed? Let's let her figure it out. Let's let her microbes figure it out. Absolutely. I talk about that here all the time, but with spruce trees, like the when they drop their needles, they're really trying to recreate the forest floor, create those protective environment for bugs and the and the environment they're like. So I, I love that you go to reference to that. So so anyways, we, we gotta go, but I wanna say thanks to Doug and Stephanie and you can find their product at growdug.ca. And I'm sure you guys have uh, email if people have questions. Yes, absolutely. You can order Reach it online. Quick. Reach out, reach out to us at any time. It's Doug at growdog.ca. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, I'll just correct you there, Meryl. Uh, it's, my name's Lee. Doug, Doug is the gardener. Although That's I'm right. considering changing my name to Doug because I get that quite often. I really think you should, Doug. Like, I, I'm hooked yeah. on it now. So I'm just going to call you Doug from now on. That's, That's totally fine. You're not the only All right. one. All right. Take care, Doug. Thank and you so much. You. Bye for now. Bye All right. Bye. See you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Anyways, some good fun with those guys. Young family started a new business here, so uh, check them out. And I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. We're going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Merle. And uh, good morning to Jen, too, even though she's not there. Yeah, she's down. Uh, she's working hard in the in the annual section, <laughs> getting yeah. ready for the day. How can we help just, you, Al? Just uh, to start with on the theme of what you were talking about, employees, this morning, after I got uh, you pointed out the uh, peat or the 
Pokemon for me. I went down to the bulk section. Yeah. And man, you got a heck of a good guy in that brace down there. Yeah, Bryce is a great guy. He's been with us for a couple of years. He was on the Green It Up team, and then a position came open in, in the store, and he's come on, and uh, he, he's a great guy. Loves to garden, too. He He's a growing at heart. He does all kinds of different things, so love having yeah, Bryce on a, our we team. Yeah, we had a good yak together. So. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, now that the weather is doing what it's doing, yeah. Can I put outside in my raised uh, planter boxes, get the seeds in for uh, carrots and radishes, etc.? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, pretty much all that can go in now. Like it's By the time it warms up here, we're going to have a couple of cool days here. But after that, we look great. So the next couple of days, you're, you're great to get out and, and start laying the seeds out there for sure. I'm going to try for the first time this year, I'm going to try some zucchini and some of the gherkin cucumbers. Are they better in a pot or just in the uh, the raised bed? A big ra- they, they do like the raised bed. They're one that can take the heat when I was talking about things earlier. like They yeah. do like a little warmer soil. Um, just ensure that they cannot take any frost. If you're starting them from seed, sometimes they're good to start in a pot first and then transplant out into the garden or buy starters of those already started because they just take quite a while to get going and to to produce the fruit so you might want to get a little bit start start on it but uh, yeah. i've got uh, i built a canopy that has the uh, uh the frost blanket in it so I'll okay roll perfect. it up and put it down anytime i want Okay, you should be fine then. I just, any of those ones, like a leaf that you squeeze, like cucumbers, zucchini, squash, pumpkins. When If you can squeeze the leaf or the stem and you see water come out of it, those yeah. are ones that um, cannot. So if people are wondering about their plants at home, a lot of times if you take a, pull a leaf off of like a begonia or a squash and you squeeze the stem and you'll see water come out, Those that tells me that most of the time those ones are are very they're not frost resistant at all like they they'll succumb to cool temperatures quite easily and ones where a little harder like a petunia or something where you you don't get any water coming out of them like that they can take a lot more um of that cool temperature okay all righty all right i think that uh that'll get me set on my way awesome thanks thanks al thanks for being patient on the call there not a problem take care bye-bye, bye-bye. All right, and I got to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll hit the phone lines again. Uh, we got Paula, Peter, John, and Larry, and you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Paula. Good morning, Paula. Hey, good morning, Meryl. How are you? I'm doing great. How can I help you? We actually met yesterday. I had my 89-year-old mother out at your garden center, her favorite place. Oh, yes. Yeah, but she was so starstruck, uh, she didn't uh, ask you her very important question about her. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah. It's uh, anyway the 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 challenge she's having. We have two very mature um, blue spruces out fr- front of her house, okay. and they are starting to lose um, an extraordinary amount of uh, 
of of the of the needles like it's quite brown into the inside of it and all the way to the top and these have been pretty spectacular up until yeah. like, so the past couple of years so she's totally at a loss of what to uh do to keep them going there okay the shedding yeah. is a little bit normal um and it has been really dry so we've had lots of uh like the last couple of years have been really dry going into fall so right. what I would recommend is getting a really good soaker hose underneath okay. those around the drip line. And the drip line is sort of the at the end of where the branches come out. Okay. Um, and and they will go through a shedding process usually every two to three years. And on some of those big trees when it's it's sometimes it's quite noticeable and, and yeah. it gets it strikes fear into you. But it's gonna be okay. It's it's just shedding those old needles down into the below. And again, they use that as their soil conditioner, like when I was talking with the with the Doug Garden guys. It right. um it, it drops those needles because it they it likes those down in there. It it adds what it likes to the soil. And what depending if they've ever been pruned to um every four to five years it's good to do a good spruce clean out where you get like our arborist guys they crawl up through the tree trees and they clean out all the dead stems and just open up the airflow for those big spruce trees but for okay. the most part hose it down as best you can but they sound quite big hose them down but really important just to get a big like a uh, one of those sweating hoses, those soaker hoses, okay. and lay it around the drip line on each of them for, like, if you, if you could do it once a week or every couple of weeks for six, seven hours each tree, because you're not okay. wasting the water. It's it, but it'll give it that slow, deep watering, and then do that throughout the summer and into fall. Or, but because what's hurt them is our, it's been so dry the last few years, sort of from our October till December, and that's right. sort of when they go. That's when they go to sleep or everything gets frozen in and they just haven't had the moisture. So when they go to wake up in the spring, they don't have the moisture in the ground to fulfill all those needles and regenerate. So they start losing a bit more. So that's, we'll see a bit of that around town. And I've noticed it again this year. So just, we oh, got to add some more water. Yeah. So we should also have, cause she's, she's one of these uh, people who keeps an absolutely meticulous space around her tree. So perhaps what we should do is get one of Doug's raised beds, put it around <laughs> the outside of, uh, I know his name's not Doug, but I'm, I agree with you. He should be, his name should be changed. Um, so absolutely. Put, put one of those beds <laughs> around it and let the needles stay. Cause she, she cleans them all away. So let them, yeah, should leave them yeah. And put bark mulch underneath the spruce trees. So same idea as the Doug, he's doing that for growing veggies, but for growing spruce trees, I would put the, like, the mulch that we have is a mixture of spruce and fir. And right. I would mix that underneath the, I would put a layer of three to four inches underneath yeah. my spruce trees. So you, you're recreating the forest floor and it also mm -hmm. helps hold in a lot of moisture. So when you do water with that soaker hose, it's not just all evaporating away. It keeps it in there and lets the tree use it throughout the summer. That's brilliant. That's absolutely perfect. So I'm I'm glad that all five of us who flew in from all over the country to see our mom today. We gave up an hour to you, but it was definitely worth it. And a pleasure to meet you yesterday. And thank you so much for taking. I actually, no. And uh, I actually I was kind of when I heard you guys walking through, uh, you were walking through the landscapes of display and i overheard you go what a beautiful garden center i'm just and i'm glad i got to meet you with you guys and uh it was great having that chat so thanks a lot and uh happy mother's day to you and your and to your mother of course awesome thanks so much we'll see you again when i'm back in calgary thanks so much look forward to it thank you bye-bye uh, um that is one of the things i do enjoy 
um, when uh, down at the garden center, just roaming around and chatting with everybody down there and helping people out wherever I can and uh, get them set up for their gardens throughout the season and uh, and get to meet lots of great people like that. So uh, I don't think I have quite enough time for one more call. Um, I'm going to do a click a quick text here. Hi, looking for advice on perennials to plant in a large planter box. They are east facing. We also planted a small veggie there. So looking for plants that will overwinter and anchor the ends. Um, grasses, boxwood, hydrate. Yes, um, if it's shade east side, I'd recommend Annabelle hydrangeas. Any of the grasses like the Carl Foresters will do great there. Also, um, Ligularia will do good on the east side. Some Brunaria, Hostas will do great there. And uh, a lot of your leafy lettuces and spinaches will do really, really well on that east side. So hopefully that helps you out on that text. I'm going to take a quick break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I got a quick text, and then I'm going to go to the phone lines. Uh, what time is needed between fertilizing your lawn and grass seed? Also putting compost in the garden, how deep should it be? I was going to spread it in the garden and till it in. I like to add sort of three to four inches. Um, I turn over the garden first, though, because then when I mix it in, I find it gets in there a little bit better. So I turn it over once, mix your compost and that in, and then turn it over again at that point when you're mixing it in your product and on the other one between the lawn and the grass seed it can be it can be applied if you're using our green up lawn fertilizer you can use it at the same time because actually when you're adding our fertilizer it also works as a seed starter with the high middle number and that's why it works so well because when your grass does go to seed it's also producing roots and it helps with the germination of the seed and with the phosphate in there it will help with that so you can apply them at the same time. So you're good to go on that. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Peter. Good morning, Peter. Got uh, two two questions. Yes, um, sir. Number one, in the corner of my yard, I got some willows, and I got another bush that's got the biggest barbs you've ever seen on them, and they, 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 they tend to kind of reach out and attack you and almost tear the skin off you. Okay. Um, is that, is it I... a shrub, kind of silvery? No, no, no. The, the the willows, the willows are like slew willows. Okay, oh, I mean the one with the with the with the with the thorns. Yeah, they they're kind of a they they when they first start off, they got a silvery tinge to them, and then they start turning into a, a just a bush. I don't know. I yeah, don't know what to call them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it sounds like those are those uh, sea buckthorns. Oh and... God, they're, they're 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 big. They're huge. And they're do they come? They're quite invasive. Like they they spread quite rapidly yes. as they get. Yeah, sounds like you have sea buckthorns. Um, and the roots are fairly tight on, like they're right close to the ground. So if they are spreading, they are fairly easy to control. Just dig down and cut the roots too, if you do want to control those a bit. So. Now I tried I tried pulling one of these things out. Yeah, and I had a hard time with a two and a half ton come along. Oh really? Oh yeah. I mean, it, they just did not want, and I cut them off, and then they started to sprout again. Yeah, that's. So I was what wondering, do. rather than me going and buying a barrel of Agent Orange, I mean, you must have something that you can 
tell me that I put a couple of drops on it and magically it disappears. Well, you, you can, and you're trying to kill the one with the thorns? Yes. Um, you can use Roundup on it. Roundup um, will work, eh? Okay. Yeah, so what I would do is cut it down to the ground, and when the, when the new ones start coming up, that new growth, when it's low to the ground, like a foot high, just spray it really good at that point. Perfect. The second and, question uh, is, yep. I was raking my lawn the other day, and I don't know if you can answer this one or not, but all of a sudden I run my fan rake over the ground, and I get this hollow sound. Yep. What does that mean? Probably have, uh, could be ants or something else in the ground. Oh. Have you noticed any ants or anything in there? Um, yes. It sounds like you have an anthill in the ground there. Like, oh. I've just noticed that when I've done that, and you kind of get that hollow feel. Yep. Yeah, it tends to be, so, a lot of times their ants are in that section. Okay. And they um, sort of hollowed out. They've created their nest underneath there. So actually, and I had another question. If it is ants, I'll tell you a way to get rid of it. I had another text or call in or text in asking. We had a, a someone before a few years ago when we talked about this ant hotel. So yep. if you get a like a five gallon or a or a, a nice like a dark black pail, plastic pail, um, fill it with soil, and ha make sure that it's the one with the holes on the bottom, like one of those nursery pots. Okay. Fill it with soil. And then put it over top of that hollow spot, like wherever that is or where the ant hill is. And then the ants will move into that hole. They'll start going in the bottom of the pot. And then they'll move into that pot because it's warmer. It kind of feels like, hey, I'm moving up to the penthouse, right? So yeah, they move into there. And and then you can just, once they're, once they're in there after a couple of weeks, you can just take the pot away. And the queen and all that will be in there. And you'll be able to get rid of your ants that way. Sounds like you were in real estate before. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, had a, I my wife says I should have done that, but um, no, just this ant hotel. This uh, the guy had called in years ago, and we've talked about. It, and I've had lots of people try it, and it works well, and it's kind of a neat way of uh, of uh, getting rid of your ants. Hey, without... I'll, I'll try that. No problem at all. Yeah, and uh, I always joke you can dispose of it on someone you don't like. Leave it on the front step or something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank, thank you for your help. <laughs> All right, take care. Thanks, Peter. Bye. bye, bye. All right, let's go to John. Good morning, John. Um, I have a an older lilac tree, over twenty years okay. old, that I took down to the ground, okay. and it's coming back nicely. I've got. About uh, six or seven trunks that are about up to six to eight feet tall. No, about six or five feet tall now. I'm wondering if I should leave those or should I thin them out to one or two or three? Or It really uh, depends on what you want. Like if you're using it as a, like a nice thick bush that you want to like have well, or if you prefer it. When I cut it, it down, it was way too tall. It was hitting the roof uh, uh, and the eave trough, so I don't want it to do that again. So yeah, so that's the hard part. If, if without moving the plant, you can keep them as a hedge. Like if you want to just find the height you like, right now is the time to do it. Just cut it at that. If you want to keep it at six or seven feet or whatever you want to keep it at, right now is the time to shape it. And you'll get blooms on the lower part of the bush, but when you when you're cutting off the top, you're going to lose the blooms on the top. So you so. can top them. I, I thought that yeah. was a no-no. In the it is, still. but under a certain certain circumstances, like if it's up against the house, things like that, 
um, like in Calgary around Lake Sundance, they have on their on the west side of their fence, um, they have a lilac hedge that they just keep trimmed at the height of the fence. So you'll when you go by there in the spring, it'll be blooming on the side, but it doesn't bloom at top. So they they try to keep it like a hedge. So you can do it. It's just if you want it to be its natural, then it is a, a no-no, sort of like you were saying. But do it. Try and do it every year, though, because that way you're not digging into big, like the big branches to reduce yeah. them. You do it when they're small, and then it's it's a lot easier on the plant. Well, should I uh, thin out any of those uh, uh, suckers or trunks that are growing uh, to down to one or two or three, or should I just leave the five or six that are growing and make it more of a bush? Um, you, you can absolutely if you if you want to just if you want to thin it out um, by all means, but the height is still going to go up high. Yeah, well, I could control one or two, but I just uh, I thought, well, if they all grow up there, that's they're all going to be if, uh, rather than have say two strong big branches, I will have three or four smaller ones. Yeah, you can. A, a lilac naturally sends out lots of branching, though, so it's it's it is tougher unless you have like a lilac tree to start with. They 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 tend to like, they're meant to be quite thick bushes, so it's it's hard to contain them. Oh, I know the the root base <laughs> is about uh, fourteen fifteen inches across. Yeah, it's so, huge. Yeah, so they are hard to like I said, trying to keep them contained as a three or four stems but you can just do it early spring like right now is the time to do that controlled pruning or shaping so if you if you if you do it every spring uh it's going to be a lot easier for you to do yeah, you'll I get some well water sprouts now as as yeah yeah and you'll get you'll get another batch of right after you prune right now you'll get another smaller batch of branches that shoot out yeah um just so just trim it one more time at that, and then it's then it's fairly easy to control throughout the season. Just a heads up on uh, treated wood for uh, planters and whatnot. I'm building a raised planter about three feet high, and the plans call for four by fours, and they'll be internal. And none of the stores in town that sell four by four lumber, any of them that I've talked to will say that they're safe at all. They just, they either don't know or they won't say. Okay. And uh, anything I've read on this, they say just keep that. Uh, they will leach uh, from the water that you put in for your, whatever you got in there. So better off to use cedar then? Yeah, $50, 4 by 4 4 by 8 <laughs> I know, it's expensive. It just makes it ridiculous. Yeah, no, it makes it definitely a lot tougher. You just tougher. can't buy a 4x4 four four spruce, so I'm going to put 2x4s together. And... Yeah, no, that works too. And then just put a, like you can always put a 2x4 a into the ground, like a post as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, you know, that's a good idea, and thanks for the advice on that. Okay, thanks, Sean. Man. Bye now. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, where we're at for time. i got time for one more. We're going to go to Larry. Good morning, Larry. How are you today? Good. How you doing, Larry? Good. Uh, I had a question on a raised bed, or at least a potential raised bed. Uh, a few years ago, we built a good-sized sandbox for my grandchildren. Yep. And uh, now they've outgrown it, sort of, and the youngest one wants to put a, ra um, a raised bed, garden bed. Yep. My question is, do, I take the, do we take the sand out or leave it in there? 
I would just leave it in. You can even okay. mix that. So what I'd maybe do just to start out with is uh, put about three or four inches of soil in there, and okay. then just mix it into the sand to start out on that base. Oh, and okay. Then just, and then just plant right on top of that. That oh. works. That'll be great drainage. That's perfect. Okay, that that was the question because it's just play play sand in it. So yeah, and it's the play sand that it's like little rocks. It doesn't stick together because exactly. some of the sands get really hard because yeah. they're more like a concrete sand. But if it that play sand works good because it 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 works like uh, aeration. So yeah, don't be afraid to mix some of that into the soil. It, it helps keep your soil nice and loose. And it's then great. just add a. Uh, uh, a good mixture of soil. Uh, absolutely. Good. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, you're good to go. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. If you want to join me after the break, phone lines are open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, your year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. If you'd like to join me, phone lines, we have a couple spots. 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line. And we're going to go to Brendan. Good morning, Brendan. Uh, Merle, appreciate your program. I have a couple of quick questions here. We have also lost a lot of needles off our spruce and evergreen trees, but we have found a little pest that is coming, showing up. It's kind of like a cotton ball, and yep. it's attached itself to the trees, and we're wondering if we should be spraying because we're losing an awful lot of needles on more than one or two trees. It's starting to look, they're about five years old, these trees. Is it on the inside or just the outside? The loss of needles is mostly around the inside and the bottom. That's yeah, for the most so, damages. Yeah, okay. So that's where that's a fairly normal shedding. The the little um, fuzzy stuff. Are you near a garden center or near Spruce It Up? Like, do you live nearby? Uh, we are in Medicine Hat. Okay, close to so Medicine Hat. There's a couple of good garden centers down there. I would just to make sure, or unless you can text in a picture, um, I would try to get those hosed off, but it's hard to do on some of the bigger trees. It could well, be with the winds we've things. been having, Merle, they've been blown off the trees, and I've collected a whole handful of these little cocoon things. There's a head okay. on the one end. Okay, and you open them up. Is there, What's inside? Is there little larvae? or? Yes, uh, there kind of is, I think, and there's a head on the one end. I haven't ripped any open because of the eggs, but I do have them in a small jar i could take that with and show it yeah to take it to a garden center it sounds like it could be spruce budworm as well and there's right. a product called btk that you can use on that btk yep and okay. uh, it's for caterpillars and whatnot so but i would just take it and get it checked it might be some you might need to get a tree spray service in because to get up higher yeah. into the tree. Yeah, um, I hate to lose them. They're twenty feet tall right now, and I, you know, it's so hard to get anything to grow in this dry country. So absolutely. So did, and and while you're there, if you're if you don't already have one, get one of those good soaker hoses where the water just sweats out of them, and put oh. that around the drip line of your spruce trees. It's right. the best way to water them, and then also uh, bark mulch underneath the shredded stuff. And yes. and those are the best things for spruce. It just that we're yeah. not wasting what, the water soaks in deep, and uh, and then the mulch will hold in the water. 
Right. We also have all our eaves troughs piped Perfect. into weeping tile underneath the ground. Perfect. And it's on, on the base of all these evergreens. So all the roof rainwater goes to the trees if it ever rains. So that's <laughs> what we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, we have, we're not seem to be getting much right now. So no, but, yeah. So and trying the other to do what question, Merle, there, I got here. We have uh, the wife has a lot of plants indoor, and yesterday yep. we found something very similar to a cutworm with a darker head on and approximately a half inch long, kind of a crawling little caterpillar. Yep. What do the we bee. do to get rid of them? We don't want them all over the house in here, but it's too cold to put some of these potting out plants out. Is there anything you a can BTK, use indoor? Yeah, that BTK, again, it, it works really well for those. Anything like a caterpillar, the BTK will work. Oh, okay. Is it possibly even from some of the shavings that she's been using as filler and dirt? Is that most likely where um, they've depends come from? Where you're get, it depends where you're getting them from, but um, it's hard to say. Like oh, okay, uh, they're all greenhouse bought plants. She's got tulips and a few other. Yeah, so typically they're all certified and cleaned and stuff. You usually don't get a lot. Depend some, but sometimes with if you're using organic soils and things, they'll have some of those bugs in them and and maybe right. some some the the wrong kind of bugs snuck in there. Yeah, but, like uh, it could be from the mulch too. I don't know if she has absolutely. some older mulch, and I was wondering that if could that could be there. Yep. Yeah. So Good what I would do is thank you very yeah, much and uh, really appreciate the information we can get off you and very good. I love and I love doing it. And thanks for listening from uh, Madison Hat and uh, like I said, there's lots of good garden centers down there that should be able to help you out. Good, thank you, sir. All right, take care. You thank you, Brandon. Yeah. Bye now. Bye bye. All right, good to see people listening from uh, all over here, Southern Alberta, and I'm going to go to Les. Good morning, Les. Good morning, Les. Les, are you there? Hello? Nope. Okay, she must be just uh, have me on hold or, or phone somewhere else. Okay, let's put her back on hold. We're going to go to Wendy. Good morning, Wendy. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Is this Wendy? It is, too. All right. How can I help you, Wendy? Um, I was snooping through your website last week, right. and I saw something called Scape It Up. Yes. And I've got a backyard that needs some love the deck's falling apart we don't know if we want to go high or low or i'm just wondering um they said people would come out and take a look at it is it just for shrubs and plants and flowering or no, no ideas it, for that's, yeah the scape that's our that's our landscape designer uh, if you fill out that form on that one it says just click and right. uh and you just fill out the form conrad will get in touch with you he's our landscape designer he graduated from guelph university as a uh, certified landscape designer and that is his passion and he's awesome at it and uh, he'll be able to to give you some ideas on how to how to spruce up your yard to get if you need awesome. a new deck or patio or whatever yeah. absolutely all the yeah, above <laughs> no absolutely yeah no um just just fill out that thing and it'll send it right to conrad and he will get in touch with you perfect thank you very much all right thank you Have so much one. you too wendy bye-bye all right, let's go back. Actually, I'm going to take a break, and then we'll see if Les is back on the line. And if you want to join me, the phone lines are wide open after the break, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone line is wide open, 403-974-8255. Again, happy Mother's Day to everybody. And we're going to give away a 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We'll give that to the first caller. We'll receive a gift card to 1-800-GOT-JUNK. They'll help you do your spring cleanup. Just give them a call at uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And I'm going to do a couple texts here. And I got a couple of people calling in. We've had a couple texts from Vancouver Island, also from Okanagan Falls. So uh, we're kind of reaching all over Western Canada. I know there's um, a couple of guys that have listened in from California and Montana as well, which is uh, it's always cool to hear. That's kind of the, the benefits of this whole Internet thing, they call us. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> That we're uh, able to reach all these people out there. Okay, I got a couple of texts that I'm going to do. It says problem with dewworms. Back onto a room, get a lot of dewworms coming into our garden. Any suggestions? Um, part of it is is the watering practice. Is what I find is if you if you'll water a little slower and deeper, um, and instead of maybe one like five minutes or ten minutes each zone or wherever you're watering. What I would recommend is water about 20 minutes to a half hour, twice a day, and maybe twice a week for a bit. Get the moisture down into your ground. Because what's happening is the the worms are coming up to where it's a little softer. It's too hard and dry down below. So the worms, they'll tend to come up where the moisture is, where it's a little softer. So what I'd recommend is water a little slower, deeper, get the moisture down. That'll help keep the worms down as well. Um, and that's about it. Like, um, besides trying to think what else I would do, but really that will, that will make a big difference. It'll just get them used to being down deeper and, uh, and they won't be coming up to the top quite a bit on you. So, and also, here we go. I actually had, uh, our, our listener from Okanagan Falls and, I'm kind of jealous because they can, she sent in these pictures, these beautiful pictures of these dwarf Alberta spruce and they're like little mini cypress hedges. They look gorgeous. Um, but they did get a little bit of winter kill on the one side of the little brown on the new growth when it first came out. So out there, they probably had the new growth two or three weeks ago and maybe had a little touch of frost. The new evergreens are very tender. So when they do get it out, that's why you won't see a lot at, at the garden center at spruce right now, I don't bring any of the baby blue spruce in for another week or so. It's just these cool nights. If you get down to that minus two and our nurseries, if that, if that little baby, that new growth has come out, it, it takes zero frost on that. Like they, for as tough as a spruce tree is, they, though, when the new growth cannot take any frost at all. So I, we just don't bring them in this early and uh, just to try to get rid of that risk. So we definitely, we, we definitely do that. Um, and that makes it just, it just sustains them and, and gets them climatized a little better until they harden off a bit more. And then we'll bring that stuff in. So by next week, we look pretty good by Wednesday. Our, we have our second trucks are coming in and we'll have all the hydrangeas, a lot of the evergreens and some of that stuff. It looks a little bit, um, once we get past Monday, Tuesday, we're looking pretty good. So, and I think I do have, I think we said Jared on the line. 
Oh, good morning, hey, Jared. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. I was actually calling for the got junk thing, but I do actually have a question. Um, All right. <laughs> we want to grow some sweet potatoes this year, um, but we're okay. very, very limited on space. Um, and something that we kind of saw on, you know, um, Pinterest or something like that was uh, like a stacked planter. Yep. Um, and you can grow them in a pot too, like oh, in a okay. bigger pot. Yeah. yeah. So if you're growing like one or two in a pot, if you get yourself like a 20 inch or something like that, a, a good dark black pot, yeah. um, nursery pot or something nice, okay. um, you can grow them in that. It's just it's just finding the slips that are growing. I know we have a limited supply coming in. Right. Um, so if you do see them, I'd pick them up. If you do see them wherever you are, and again, okay. they can't take any frost either. So this be don't don't plant them. If you do put them in the pot, they okay. can go out most days. Just watch the evening temperatures. If okay. it's getting cool, bring them in because they cannot take any frost. But gotcha. they're taken from cuttings, so like from a root, and then they're put into into the ground. So okay, yeah. All right, and, all right. Well, then we'll all just right. get you put it back on hold, and uh, and Jared's the winner of the one eight hundred got junk gift mm-hmm. cards. We'll help you clean up your yard there. Right on. Thanks so much, Nero. All right. Take care. All right. I got one more couple texts here I'll read off here. Um, oh, oh, what is this? Okay, thanks. We tried growing from seed last year, and it was a bust. We were told getting them already growing as a perennial was the best way. We would like to two plants when they come in. This person was looking for Himalayan poppies. Poppies are a lot easier to grow um, from an existing plant. They do take quite a while to germinate and get going, and especially the Himalayan, the blue one we've had. They are they always in short short supply, so we do have quite a few coming in. Um, they'll be in probably the second third week in May, and uh, we should have those in stock at this time. And another one from Carol says, "Hi, Merle. Could you please tell me what plants flowers like coffee grounds?" Um, you do have to be careful. And again, with any of this compost or adding things like this, it's too much is not good for any of the plants. So use it as a soil amendment, sprinkle it on top. And for most of your garden, you'll be totally fine. It's not going to change it enough unless you're putting too much in. So it works as a good soil amendment. Just mix it in the soil and it works great as a, as a, just a soil amendment. If you're, Unless you're you're getting bags and bags of it from the from the local Starbucks or Tim Hortons, um, it, it it does work good. Any of that organic matter, you mix it into your soil, and it's always good. And again, it's always um, a little bit here and there as you go. So, and what else am I going to do here? I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. You can give me a call four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines. And we do have a couple spots open if you want to join, 403-974-8255. I'm going to go to Nova. Good morning, Nova. Good morning. Hi there, how can I help you? I was hoping to win the Got Junk offer. 
Uh, the uh, junk already got taken by Jared, but we probably will give one away next week as well. But do you have any landscape or uh, gardening question? No, I don't. I, I, I've listened to the gardening program since the days of Wade Hartwell, and I enjoy your program as well, and lots of good advice for gardeners. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Nova. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, sorry, the 1-800-GOT-JUNK did get uh, given away to Jared, so he's the, the lucky winner of that. They'll help clean up his yard. Let's go to Hugh. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Merle. I live in the High River area, okay. and in the last two weeks, a couple of molehills have showed up in my lawn. Can you yep. have any advice how to get rid of them? Um. Part of it is when you start mowing the grass, they tend to stay out of the lawn. Um, you, are you getting the little piles of dirt sort yeah. of thing that looks? Yeah, um, they're hard to. You could try to trap them, but I find if you just go over there and rake the piles away, and once you start mowing the grass, they tend to stay away for the rest of the season. Um, and if you're near a natural area, so that's where they'll come in from. But like I said, once you start mowing, they just tend to go. Um, I know Wade and that used to say um, if you could find the hole in there, they would stick a, a a little stick of juicy fruit gum down there, and then that they would eat that, and uh, it would among their jaws up with gum. So, um, but they're they're a harder one to catch. Um, you could try the like just like a regular like a bait trap, like with the green poison that's inside them. They go in, they'll eat the bait. And then they go down and then they just disintegrate. Um, but I find just raking out the molehills, um, they tend to stay away. Once they realize that their, their molehills are going to get knocked over all the time, they just tend to move on somewhere else. Okay, thank you. All right, give that a try. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Um, that's a, Yeah, that is like there's really hard to find the holes on the moles. So that's why it's they're a little bit harder. If anybody has any hints, let us know. Um, love to hear from you. Let's go to Crystal. Good morning, Crystal. Hi, Merle. How are you? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Great. Well, my husband just finished um, mowing up the lawn and taking off that um, all that winter kill, and I've got two big bags of dried up dead grass. And he has suggested yep. that maybe um, we put it underneath our evergreens with the bark and just work it in that way. What are your thoughts um, on that? I, I, I don't think I would do that. Not with the bark mulch. First of all, it's going to attract a lot more of the mice and different things that you don't want in there. Right. Um, I, I would just take that into a, either a compost bin or something like that. Um, get rid of it that way. To mix right. the lawn in there with the bark mulch. And I think it's going to create more problems. And then also aesthetically pleasing compared yeah. to the to the bark mulch so yeah what do you think um, about rototilling it into the garden um yes but it needs to decompose because when you put new um green material into your compost or into your garden it it, it steals the nitrogen to decompose so oh. if you're putting it on later on in the season like in the fall is fine um then then it works well but if you put all that on there right now and mix it in It'll actually steal the nitrogen. It steals nutrients from your soil. It oh, uses that's so it good to know. Okay. Yeah. So when I see something, say, oh, I got free wood chips from my pruning guy yeah. um, down the street or something, I would never put that on my garden because when you put that on your soil, 
it steals the nitrogen from the soil to start the decomposing process. Where oh. the like the foothills premium um, that we sell in the bulk bins, like the bark mulch, it's already it's already gone through the decomposing process, right. so it's not going to steal the nitrogen out of your soil. Excellent. Thank you very much. All right. We'll talk and hopefully to you again. that helps. Thanks. Okay. Sounds Bye-bye. good. Bye bye. All right. I like this one. This guy goes. Uh, for moles, get a Jack Russell Terrier. Work for me. <laughs> yeah, those little dogs, man, they're crazy. So, um, again, <laughs> um, and I'm going to do a couple texts. If you want to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. Merle, we have a lilac outside our front door. We have cut it right down, but it never seems to bloom. Why would this be happening? Cheers, Fred. Great radio program. Thanks, Fred, for listening. Um, they need to go, if you do cut it down, it's going to take, it won't get, it won't bloom on this year's wood. It'll bloom next year. So if you, if you are pruning it every year, you're going to be cutting off all the buds because it sets bud just when it's done blooming, it's kind of set in bud for next year, um, for its blooms. So you need to leave it, feed it with 15, 30, 15. That definitely makes a big difference. Um, adding the phosphate into the soil because typically if a lilac is right close to the house, it means it's close to the foundation and more often than not that soil close to the house usually looks like gray dust. Um, if I've been to most of the houses um, around the house, that's typically what it ends up looking like. So it's usually hotter, drier. So what I would do is amend the soil a bit on there um, fertilize with 15, 30, 15, ensure it's getting ample water and, uh, and then don't prune it, um, for that second season to let it set blooms, um, for next season. Hopefully that helps you out. I'm going to take a quick break. And again, if you want to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I have a quick text. How do you get rid of fairy rings? They, they're hard to get rid of. There's not really a, a treatment per se. Um, the best way, remove the excessive thoughts and really aerate that area where that green is. Um, so, and I've had some people spray like mixed Dawn liquid detergent over top of it, and it works like a wetting agent. And, and then just encourage good beneficial microbes with top dressing in that area a good fertilizer our our green up lawn fertilizer over the area um and that's really it and if you do get the mushrooms coming up don't run over top of them with your lawnmower in that ring make sure you pick any of those mushrooms up as they're a spore so you want to get that cleaned up as best you can um good even fertilizer hopefully will help um get rid of that but just aerate it really well poke holes into it and uh, hopefully that will help. I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Kurt. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Um, we plant uh, flowers in our flower pots. We live up here in the northwest of Calgary. But I'm yeah. having a problem this year with uh, squirrels coming in and digging holes all through my flower pots. Now, my wife yeah. 
Googled something that said to put pepper on the inside, just around the rim. What do you suggest that we use? Yeah, that something like that works well. Uh, another product's called Bobex. It's it's similar basis of that. It's a herb based product, and uh, it keeps deer, uh, rabbits, squirrels, and, and it actually works really quite well. And you can spray the pot, spray your soil, and actually you can spray it right on the plants as well. And uh, it it works quite well. It just tastes awful, I guess. I haven't tried it, but it's <laughs> what they say. It tastes pretty bad, and it's a herb base, so it's on the same lines as a pepper. It's a it's a mixture of a few different ones. So I just came back home, and I put pepper on this morning, and I came back home, and they've already been back and dug holes all the way around my flowers. Yeah. So try the try some Bobex. Um, yeah, they once they get a taste of it, they're pretty uh, they're pretty ferocious on uh, they get that appetite for some of that stuff. Are they eating the plants or just digging holes? And no, they're just digging uh, big holes all through our plants. I wonder, I wonder if they're uh, burying their stuff in there. <laughs> they are. They, yeah. So go in there and just dig out their stuff, and maybe they'll. So you could also put some wire or bird netting on top of the soil, like around your plants. Okay. Try that. Um, but Bobex, B-O-B-B-E-X, is a product that works really quite well. Well, can't use the shotgun. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, no, but there's some traps you can buy. I, I know from some of the different places, like Princess Auto and stuff, they have some of those uh, squirrel traps you can pick up. So. Okay, then. Well, thank you very much. All right. Good luck, Kurt. Yeah. yeah. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Vicky. Good morning, Vicky. Yes. Good morning. Is there a product that you can put on tree suckers that will kill the sucker but not the tree? Um, no, not really, unfortunately. I know some people have tried mild solutions of Roundup, but I'm always just very nervous of that because once it gets in there, it could go back and damage the tree. And really, it's it's just a, it's something that needs to be done early spring. I'm looking out at my Schubert. My annual suckers are starting to come up. So what I do is I dig down quite deep, close to the thing, and I cut out, try to cut out as much as I can underground, and then I fill the dirt back in. I just I dig down as deep as I can around the trunk where those suckers are coming out, and I just cut them out. Um, yeah. I can't believe it. The minor Schubert's too, but I mean they're coming up even like three and four feet away from the tree trunk. Yeah, so that tells me if it's further away, it's just it's not getting enough water. So just ensure that you do some slower deep watering. Mine's from right close to the trunk, so it means it's planted a little bit, um, not deep enough when they did plant it. Um, and like my other Schubert in the yard, I get zero suckers at all. It's just, it was planted perfect. So a lot of it is when they're, it's how they're planted. So Yeah, they're 20 years old. So yeah, same with mine. I'm, my house was built in 2011, so these are neighborhood trees. So whatever, they're 11 or 12 years old. And uh, But yeah, one has suckers coming out right to the trunk as I look outside. And the other one has zero. So, but it's just my, I, so I get out there with the edge and I pull the bark mulch away on the bed, dig down, I cut, uh, cut all the suckers out, and it's usually good for the season, right? but it's something that needs to be done once or twice a year. Maybe. Okay, 
great. Thank you very much for that. All right. Sorry, Vicky. I didn't have the bye easy bye. button for that one. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, I wish we did have some some of those solutions for those things. And and again, uh, we're finishing up here for today. Um, so, anyways, so get out, watch the frost the next couple of nights. If you have your stuff out early, get your frost blankets out. Um, and if you do have a few plants and you didn't get out, and there is a bit of frost, go out early in the morning, give it a quick spray of water. Um, that'll help take the frost off of it, and uh, hopefully that'll survive that way. And happy Mother's Day again to all the beautiful mums out there, um, to my wife, Carolyn, from our kids and myself, and to everybody else out there. Have a great day. Enjoy it. Uh, get out and do some gardening, and we'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR.